Welcome to the Health Ranger Radio Show. I'm your host, Mike Adams, the Health Ranger, editor of naturalnews.com. And as always, we have a very special guest lined up for you today. We're recording in the field at a trade show in California, a natural health products trade show. And today I have with us Dana Ullman, who is author of The Homeopathic Revolution. He's also the author of the website www.homeopathicrevolution.com. You know, there's a lot of controversy about homeopathy today, and I'm an advocate of homeopathic remedies. Many people are, but we're going to hear some new information today about homeopathy with our guest, Dana Ullman. So thanks for joining us today, Dana. My pleasure, Mike. Real pleasure. All right. Where do we even begin with the controversy <laughs> over homeopathy? Why does conventional medicine hate this, this system of medicine so much? Well, you see, in homeopathy, we respect the symptoms and the wisdom of the body. We understand that symptoms are not just the result of breakdown, but symptoms are defenses. Symptoms are a way our body-mind is trying to fight infection or adapt to stress. So we then look for a medicine in nature that mimics that wisdom, that augments the body's own natural defenses. And ultimately, conventional medicine is very good at ultimately inhibiting symptoms and suppressing right. disease. Right. And what we call effective in conventional medicine, what we really mean is effective in pushing disease into deeper, more chronic disease, more immune dysfunctions, and ultimately, more mental illness. Well, that's an important point, that conventional medicine, by intervening chemically with the symptom, it actually hides the information. It hides the message that the body is trying to tell you. I mean, a symptom is a form of communication. The word symptom actually means signal and our, our symptoms are signaling us. It's like driving in your car and your oil light coming on and the way of curing the car is to unscrewing the lamp. Even though double-blind and placebo-controlled trials will find that you unscrew the lamp it will go off, pretty soon that car is going to break down. It doesn't solve the real problem. Exactly. Now homeopathy, as I understand it, and I, you have much more detailed sure. understanding than I do, it, it helps the body respond and adapt in a way... It, actually, homeopathy is really information medicine, mm -hmm. in a sense. The information is in the remedy, and that tells the body what to do next, or, or, right. or it activates it. I call homeopathy, and Paul Hawken, the great author of environmental uh, sustainability issues, call it medical biomimicry. Uh, it like mimics the, the body's wisdom. I also call it nanopharmacology. Nanopharmacology, because the word nano is the only word in our English language which means both very small and very powerful. Okay, nanopharmacology, yeah, that's... But why? I mean, conventional medicine, I've, I've seen doctors go into the most outrageous rants against homeopathy, and all I can figure is they just don't understand it They yet. don't. And in fact, they had the same kind of approach to germs before the microscope was invented. Right, right, I know. Uh, it, it's more than a tad ironic. See, ultimately, historically, uh, homeopathy was the leading alternative in America in the early, uh, in the mid 1800s and through early 1900s. There were 22 homeopathic medical schools, including Boston University, uh, Ohio State, uh, University of Michigan, University of Minnesota, even that radical University of Iowa had a homeopathic <laughs> medical school. You gotta love that. And of course, in, in Europe, there are, there are homeopathic yes. medical schools all, all across. Well, the bottom line in Europe right now, about 30 to 40 percent of French doctors use it, about 20 to 30 percent of German doctors use it, uh, about 50 percent of British doctors refer patients to homeopaths. In my new book, I'm honored to say that the physician to the Queen of England wrote the foreword to it. 
And this book, by the way, the subtitle is Why Famous People and Cultural Heroes Choose Homeopathy. All right. Uh, let me give people the title one more time. It's called The Homeopathic Revolution. Is this available on Amazon? It's all over the retailers? place. It's all over the place. Okay. It's all over the place. And I've uncovered the story of the use and or advocacy of homeopathy by 11 American presidents and Mahatma Gandhi and Tony Blair and Disraeli, but also seven different Pope stories. Charles really? Darwin had a, has a great story. We have a great story of Charles Darwin and J.D. Rockefeller, Beethoven and Chopin, and then Tina Turner and Cher and David Beckham and, you know, Orlando right. Bloom, and it goes on and on. It's amazing how many of the smartest, most successful, and most good-looking <laughs> people of the last 200 years were known to use homeopathy. And, of course, the smart and lucky poor. The smart and lucky poor. Well, one thing they all know about homeopathy that, that I think is important for our listeners to get here is that unlike pharmaceuticals, homeopathic remedies don't have dangerous side effects that will kill you in your sleep. I mean, and that's real threatening, by the way. It's a huge issue. Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, ultimately, though, I want to make clear, from purely a pharmacological perspective, drugs do not have side effects. Drugs only have effects. Exactly. And what they do is when a bomb kills uh, people and destroys a building, you don't say it kills, the killing of people is a side effect. You can't separate one effect from another. That's right. It's, so just the, it's what, what the bomb is designed to do. That's right. When the uh, drug lowers your fever, that fever is an important defense of the body. Exactly. So the fact that you end up with a more chronic disease, that's the result of the drug suppressing a mild disease to a more serious and chronic disease, often even an immune dysfunction problem. Do you think our society is ready for a real revolution in medicine? Are we, are we ready to throw off the shackles of conventional pharmaceutical Absolutely. outdated medicine I do. and go into something new? I know it might sound unpredictable, but I do believe that will happen. You know why? Because it's already happening in Europe. It's begun. It's already begun. In England right now, there are almost 70 different universities that have degree programs in homeopathy. And that's very threatening to orthodoxy. And right yeah. now, orthodoxy in England is attacking homeopathy like crazy. Well, and that's why. Because like you said, it's Because it's, it's becoming successful. Because people are learning the truth about homeopathy. It works. It's safe. It's affordable. And that's why they're being attacked. Wouldn't sure. you agree? Absolutely. Now, the trick is to learning how to make it work is to know which remedy to give at which time. Because in homeopathy, a medicine isn't given per se for a disease, but for the syndrome the person has, the way you have your migraine headache, the way you have your arthritis. In fact, we consider it quite unscientific to think that there should be one drug given to everybody with a same disease. Yes. That is such simplistic thinking. I mean, you have idiosyncratic biochemical, uh, psychological parts of your health and disease that's different than mine. Well, the truth is, if you if you take a, a hard look at the studies on pharmacology and big, big pharma's drugs, you find most drugs don't work on most people, right. period. Period. They do, I mean, some drugs only even produce measurable effects on 5% of those who take it, but they'll spin those studies and they'll say, oh, it reduces bone loss by 50%. Actually, one crazy. major drug exec was quoted in, this, in, in my book where he said, we expect bugs to adapt to our drugs, that's how we make our money. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> how convenient, as they would say. Well, so drug-resistant antibacteria is actually future revenue for big pharma. 
some in some crazy distorted way. Let's talk about what's in your book. Yes. Because I think it's important for people to get this and, and educate themselves if they're not already familiar with homeopathic medicine really works. Okay. So so what what are the highlights of your book? Okay, first there is a what is homeopathy chapter called Why Homeopathy Makes Sense and Works. And that's followed, by the way, with a short chapter of why homeopathy is hated and vilified, <laughs> which includes all the most gory stories of the attacks against the homeopaths, including, I don't know if you know it, but in 1881, the entire New York Medical Society was kicked out of the AMA for 25 years for the crime that the New York Medical Society admitted doctors from Harvard and Boston University who happened to also prescribe homeopathic medicines. Oh, wow. Just for prescribing homeopathic medicines and accepting them into their society, the AMA cooked the whole New York Medical Society out. Do you go into more history of the AMA and oh, yeah. its attacks on homeopathy? Absolutely. Because that's my, a fascinating It issue. is a story. My chat, the two longest stories in the book are of Charles Darwin and J.D. Rockefeller. Now, Rockefeller died at 98 years old. He outlived his homeopath who lived to only 93. And um, he gave uh, $500 million in the, last, in the first three decades of the 20th century. And although he wanted half of his money to go to the homeopathic schools, not a single cent went because his financial advisor lied to him. Oh. And I detail this out, and I detail out the story of what's the famous or infamous Flexner Report, of how this Flexner Report really created a model for medical education that took homeopathy out of the equation. And um, ultimately, homeopathy has persisted throughout the world for good reason. In Europe, throughout Asia, in India, and in Pakistan, there are 155 year homeopathic medical schools. All right, now we have to take a break here, Dana, and when we come back, I'd like to ask you about what are the best uses for homeopathic remedies, because I want to get this real practical for the listeners, but you are listening to the Health Ranger radio show, and we're interviewing Dana Ullman, author of The Homeopathic Revolution. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Health Ranger radio show. I'm your host, Mike Adams, the Health Ranger and editor of naturalnews.com. And today we are joined by author of The Homeopathic Revolution. That's a new book you can find at retail outlets and online at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. And Dana is also author of the website homeopathic.com. Wow, that's your website? Absolutely. How did you get that? <laughs> well, after domain. writing 10 books and publishing 35 of my colleagues, I think I deserve it. Wow, okay. Homeopathic.com. And what can people find on that website, by the way? A hundred free articles and then access to anything homeopathic. Books, tapes, medicine, software. And it also links then to the books website, which is homeopathicrevolution.com, which has the entire table of contents of the book. One chapter, the chapter I put up for free, for free oh, so to people, the whole chapter there. is the one on literary greats. Because I wanted people to know that many of the smartest people of the last 200 years used homeopathy. There's stories of Emerson, Thoreau, Longfellow, Harriet Beecher Stowe, Louisa May Alcott, Washington Irving. And then I get into some, some of the European authors. So, like, oh well, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I'll finish Goethe and, and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and George Bernard Shaw and Dickens and Tennyson and Dostoevsky and so many more. So what your book really says 
very powerfully. Well, the conventional doctors are trying to say that homeopathy is nonsense, that only kooks use it. I've heard the craziest stories. But what you are demonstrating in this book is, no, the brightest minds in the history of our civilization, in fact, use homeopathic medicine and continue to do so today. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, the media loves to make fun of the royal family. And as I mentioned earlier, the physician to the queen wrote the foreword to it. There is a chapter on monarchs, but not just British monarchs, monarchs all over the world. But the media will not make fun of the of the Vatican. I'm sorry. And I have seven different Pope stories. So, you know, whether it be 19th century Popes or 20th century Popes, you know, this is not some new age medicine. This is some respected medicine that the people who do have choice in the world often choose homeopathy. So conventional medicine is working so hard to, to try to discredit not just homeopathy, but also nutrition. Right. They're trying to discredit nutritional supplements. They're trying to make us afraid of sunlight for crying. Right. You know, know. What is that all about? <laughs> so, I mean, that whole system of pharmacology and chemotherapy and radiation, to me, that system is a joke. That's the hoax. But well, you they're, know, they're still in control of the media. That's right. Well, ultimately, big pharma is big, big money. And they advertise so much that they... And ultimately, they own the media in a right. sad and silly way. Uh, but the bottom line is the smart people of any economic bracket begin to look through this and uh, ultimately homeopathy in Europe and in Asia is the leading method. Big Pharma has just been too successful in suppressing this thought in America but even then we're working on that. And it is suppression. I'm glad you used that word. And, oh, that's yeah. what, and by the way, that's what you get on this radio show is a counter to that <laughs> suppression. This is free speech. This is the antithesis of censorship about medical knowledge. I mean, we are trying to educate people about the knowledge that needs to be saved, preserved, passed on from one person to the next. Homeopathy falls into that category. Absolutely. We've got to protect this knowledge base. Yeah. Well, you know, in my own personal library, I've got a couple thousand pre-1900 homeopathy books. And we, I stand on the sh shoulders of Giants. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, one of the great stories in this book is of Charles Kettering. And I'll tell you, he would absolutely cry day and night if he knew what, what's happened with Sloan Kettering today. Because he only went to homeopathic doctors. And he gave a million dollars to Ohio State University for their homeopathic research department in the year 1920. And ultimately, shortly after they got the donation, the AMA's head of, uh, of the Council on Medical Education visited Ohio State. And the AMA at that time was in charge of accrediting medical schools. And the AMA simply told Ohio State's president that if they continued the homeopathic medical school, that they would lose the accreditation of their allopathic medical school. So there were two uh. medical schools. So what ended up happening is Ohio State closed down the homeopathic medical school and gave Kettering back his million dollars. Oh my. A million dollars, 1920 money is That's about a lot of money. It's about 75 million today. Yeah. I mean, you know, and so when the AMA says, where's the research? Well, where's the research that they stole from us? Well, that's one of the places it went. Well, this, the AMA's history is is a fascinating journey, in my opinion, in corruption and deception and control. I mean, uh, come on, they they went after Harry Hoxie and the Hoxie clinics right. and trying to trying to discredit the cancer cures that were really working to heal people back in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and so on. And it's no surprise they yeah. went after. I mean, they they were sued. They. They were found guilty of a sure. conspiracy to eliminate chiropractic care. Sure. And homeopathy has always been a, um, 
a thorn in their side. Yeah. But I think the thorns are like good acupuncture points. <laughs> so, so homeopathy persists for good reason. And, and like I say in this book, amongst the smartest of the smart, the most successful of the successful have used it. And the book, again, is called The Homeopathic Revolution. You can find that online. And also check out Dana's website, homeopathicrevolution.com, where you can find a free chapter from this book. Is it, is that a PDF file that they can download? Uh, no, actually, it's just, uh, just, it's, it's, it's just you, you go right to it. There's also nice quotes about the book from professors at Harvard and Stanford and Georgetown. So, you know, uh, I, I do stand with other people who stand with me. And all these people are, as I like to say, coming out of the medicine closet. Oh, that's, that's a great way to put it, yeah. Coming out of the medicine closet, indeed. Well, there are many great physicists who, who use homeopathy, who advocate homeopathy, um, theologians. As you mentioned already, there are writers, artists, so many brilliant minds who actually recognize the value of using this modality of medicine. Even even great bodies. My chapter on sports medicine includes a David Beckham story, a Martina Navratilova story, Boris Becker, even a couple Yankees, and Kelly Slater out there. For people who know him, he's the Michael Jordan of surfing. Oh, he's okay. won seven world surfing titles, and the younger set will know that name more than us older fogies. And how does how does he use homeopathy? Does he have a particular... Well, actually, to... Kelly Slater talked about using a homeopathic medicine called Nux Vomica for dealing with hangovers. <laughs> <laughs> so well, hey, listen. It's true to the surfer mentality. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have a, a, an email newsletter or some way that people can connect with you and stay informed about your information? Yes. If they were to email me through my website at homeopathic.com, uh, I do have a monthly newsletter, and I would send it to them for free. Sure. And by the way, if you'd like a transcription of this interview, folks, you can find that published on naturalnews.com. Uh, it, it may take a few days to get it up there after this, after you're listening to this, but check it out. We have, we'll have the transcription there. And you can just search for it, too. Just search for The Homeopathic Revolution. You'll find this full interview. And we've got about a minute left. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the well, listeners? You had previously asked me about some homeopathic medicines. I want to make certain people out there know about Arnica. It's a simple medicine to use for sure. sprains and strains and shock of injury, even pre- and post-surgically. It's important. Uh, this is a medicine that Catherine Zeta-Jones Jones bragged about using slathering on her body externally when she was filming Chicago because of the exertion that she required for all that dancing and prancing around. And then there's that great homeopathic flu medicine, Oscillococcinum, which uh, most people don't know is made from the heart and liver of a duck. And I know on one hand, that that might prove that homeopathy is quackery. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry about that one, but it was too obvious to not mention. But the bottom line is is that physicians and epidemiologists know that avian sources of the flu exist. And and ducks carry known influenza viruses in their digestive tract. Homeopathic doses scientifically have been shown to cure it. All right, great information from Dana Ullman, author of The Homeopathic Revolution and www.homeopathicrevolution.com. We'll be back with more information in the next segment, so stay with us and thanks for listening.